moms feel this immense pressure from society to lose the baby weight, to bounce back, to get their body back. Not only do they have that pressure from others, but they actually a lot of times have a lot of pressure from themselves because they're still stuck in the comparison of looking at their pre-baby body and comparing that to their post-baby body. Hi, I'm Amy Kiefer, a nurse, doula, and personal trainer. And I'm Crystal Howell, a women's health and orthopedic physical therapist. We're the co-founders of Expecting and Empowered, and we just so happen to be sisters. We built this business because we saw a huge gap between the information that women were given during pregnancy and postpartum and the information that they need. We're committed to helping close the gap so that women are better equipped to navigate these demanding and challenging years. Yes, we're both moms of three, so we know firsthand how many changes women go through physically, mentally, and emotionally because women aren't getting enough information to make informed decisions about their own health. It leaves mothers picking up the pieces afterwards. We need that to change. With our professional backgrounds, we're going to pull the curtain back on this season and give you the information you need to thrive. We're on a mission to change women's health. Let's do this. Today, I have the pleasure of talking to Brooke Miller from The Mama Well. She is a registered dietitian and the co-host of The Mama Well podcast, as well as being a mom herself. Brooke, I would love if you started by telling our listeners a little bit more about you and why you're so passionate about nutrition for mamas. Hey there, I'm Brooke Miller. I'm a registered dietitian, certified lactation counselor, and I also co-founded the Mama Well podcast and the Mama Well, and I'm also the creator of Nourished After Baby. So like you said, I'm a mama of a toddler. I have another baby on the way, and I'm just so passionate about helping moms with their nutrition and health especially in the first year postpartum specifically, because so much focus is placed on the baby in the postpartum period and mom's needs are often neglected. They might be struggling with breastfeeding, postpartum depression, postpartum anxiety, energy, nutrition deficiencies, and it can go unnoticed for a really long period of time, which doesn't benefit moms or the babies. And really moms deserve to be taken care of too. So that is why I'm in the field that I'm in. Yeah. And we were talking a little bit before we pressed record about how our idea with this podcast episode is just to give really understandable, accessible information because what we're going to talk about nutrition and breastfeeding in postpartum, like I think that this is an area where women can get marketed to. And Mm. I'm not saying that's bad, but I just want women to have the right information and I wish that I would have had this episode when I was starting my breastfeeding journey. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. There's so much misinformation. Exactly. Oh, we have to dive into it. So I love your guys' Instagram feed because it's a wealth of knowledge and support for moms that are fueling their bodies and what they need in pregnancy and postpartum. As I was talking about before with you, I think sometimes there is just an oversaturation of nutritional information, and I find it to be really confusing and overwhelming. So today, we're going to talk about fueling yourself postpartum. From the get-go, what are the most important things that you want women to know about postpartum nutrition? Yeah. So first and foremost, your nutrition doesn't have to look perfect in this time period, but eating enough, especially in the first few months, that is really the most important step. 
So when people ask how they can help you in the first few months postpartum, ask them to bring you a meal, you know, set up a meal train or cook, and you can even prep freezer meals in the last month of your pregnancy to prepare. But our energy and calorie needs in the first year postpartum are extremely high. And most moms are under eating, which could actually lead to deficiencies in specific vitamins and minerals. And eating enough ensures that it's going to help with your milk supply, your mood, your healing, your metabolism, your hormones. So really just making that process, especially if you've had a C-section or vaginal delivery, just ensuring that your healing property and and we know nutrition can help us heal faster. And so really just making sure we're meeting our calorie needs is probably the most important step. Is there like a certain amount more calories that women need in that first year? Or is it really very person to person? It's pretty individualized, but in general, the first, you know, 40 days or so postpartum, everyone's energy needs are quite a bit higher just so that your body can heal. So your protein needs, especially, are going to be really elevated during this time. And then if you're breastfeeding, the duration of your breastfeeding journey, your energy needs are actually going to be higher than somebody who's not breastfeeding. And then if you're breastfeeding, it depends on how many ounces per day your body's producing. So I actually had an oversupply with my son. And so my body needed you know, closer to a thousand extra calories because I was producing so much milk to keep up with that. But a mom who's you know maybe a year out and she's only nursing twice a day, her calorie needs are not going to be as elevated. And then it also depends on how active that mom is. So if she's chasing around toddlers or if she loves to exercise. So unfortunately, there's not one rule, but typically science shows that if you're breastfeeding, we really can't dip below 1800 to 2000. And if we're even near that range, a lot of times moms, even if they can make enough milk, they actually start developing deficiencies with their own bodies. So it's safe to say definitely around 2000 is like the absolute cutoff, but many moms are actually needing closer to 3000, especially when they're acutely postpartum. Well, I remember being postpartum and I was just so hungry and thirsty Mm -hmm. and I was truly listening to my body. Like if I was starving and I was in the middle of the night feeding one of the boys, I would eat. I'm like, my body is literally so hungry. I'm not going to just say, okay, I can't eat overnight or whatever rules that you already had in place. It's like, understand you are going to eat more Mm -hmm. postpartum because you need more. Exactly. Yeah. And your body is really giving you those cues, especially if you're pumping or nursing you typically feel pretty ravenous and especially thirst is a big one too. Like right when you have a letdown, a lot of moms experience really strong cravings for water. And so making sure that you always have food and water available when you're breastfeeding is really important. I always had to have my water bottle completely full of ice cold water. It was like Mm -hmm. my postpartum necessity. And like, I need this thing. But Brooke, here's the thing. I'm a mom of three. You're a mom of one. You have another one on the way. Like we both 
deeply understand how demanding postpartum is. And I'm not just talking about energy needs. I'm talking Mm -hmm. about these babies need us. You know, we're so worried about everything that the baby needs, but we want women to also focus on fueling themselves because it is so important. You mentioned before, it's really important for healing. You need to have enough energy to do all this. And then if you're breastfeeding, like you said, it really does impact supply. Can you go into that just a little bit more? I want to drive that point home. Yeah, absolutely. So under eating, and it can happen intentionally feeling like I'm trying to lose the baby weight, or I want to get back to my pre-pregnancy weight. Or a lot of times it's unintentional where we just feel like we don't have the time to do it or we're so exhausted and we have such low energy and we don't ask for help and it can kind of catch up with us that way. So there's multiple reasons that we might be under eating and a lot of moms don't even realize they're doing it, but it absolutely can cause issues with milk supply and even slow down the healing process after birth. So for breastfeeding moms, a good rule of thumb is to eat every two to three hours. So your baby is eating about every two to three hours. You know, sometimes they cluster feed, but it's really important that we're nourishing our bodies as often as our babies are eating. And even if we have toddlers at home, our toddlers are typically eating every three hours too. So making sure that we're sitting down to eat when our kids eat. And especially for moms who are breastfeeding, getting in enough protein, carbs with fiber and fats at mealtimes is really crucial. And then again, if we have an oversupply or we're producing a lot of milk, you know, more likely than not, we're going to notice that our hunger cues are going to be really, really strong versus a mom who's in the waning stages. So paying attention to our hunger and fullness cues and our thirst cues as well and actually honoring those cues. So when we feel extreme hunger and thirst, it doesn't matter if it's 2 a.m., go eat, like grab a snack, grab something quick and easy. It doesn't have to be perfect, but it's just so quickly that we can get depleted and breastfeeding actually naturally depletes our body. And so we have to make sure that we're not only fueling our bodies so that the breast milk you know, has great composition, but also so that our body is not deficient in certain nutrients. Yeah. And, you know, when that baby starts to wake up a little bit more and you have those days where, like, I remember there were days where I wouldn't even brush my teeth until noon because you truly feel like you're constantly doing something Mm -hmm. for your baby. It's like the thing that I would still make sure to do is if I was able to put the baby down for a little bit, it was like I automatically would go get something to eat refill my water bottle and go pee. And then if I got anything else in, that was just a bonus. Mm -hmm. And I think the mistake that I made when I was a first time mom, and I'm sure some of the moms out there make is like, you know, they go clean their kitchen or something, but Mm -hmm. 15 or 20 minutes might be all your baby gives you off, you know, quote Mm -hmm. unquote. So it's like really making sure that the nutritional needs are met should Mm -hmm. be at the top of your priority list and Mm -hmm. really not at the bottom. Because I think that's where we can go really long gaps of time without eating or drinking. And that's just not going to be what needs to happen postpartum. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I want to get really tangible though. So you just said, you know, you need more protein to look for healthy fats. What would be some really easy and nutritious snack options that women could eat on the go. I remember with my boys, sometimes I would literally be snacking over their head while I was Mm -hmm. baby wearing. So we need easy 
snack and meal ideas. Yeah, for sure. I'm a huge fan of one-handed snacks. <laughs> so yeah, something in Nourish After Baby that I provided for moms this go around and moms have been loving is smoothie recipes. And the reason I love smoothies is you can throw in different types of fruits and vegetables. You can mix it up every single day. You can add protein powder to get your protein needs met. You can throw in extra things like full fat yogurt or different types of, you know, milk or coconut milk and throw in different types of fiber. And it's just smoothies you can vary. And the great thing about it is you can drink it while you're breastfeeding and you can drink it while you're driving the kids to soccer practice if you have older kids. And then I'm also a huge fan of fruit and nut bars. So something like a Lara bar or an RX bar, just because. They have some healthy fats in there. And then they also have protein. Huge fan of cheese sticks and meat sticks. You can do like kind of like the lactation cookie, like the no bake oat bars or little balls. Those are pretty nutrient dense. And then you can add nut butters to them. Trail mix, hard boiled eggs, you know, full fat yogurt with granola and fruit. So there's quite a few options. But it kind of depends on what your schedule is looking like. Sandwiches can be great for lunches just because we can technically eat those over their heads while we breastfeed. But I for sure had crumbs all over my son's hair all the time. Just brush him right out. (laughs) Yeah. Like he had food on his head all the time. And honestly, in that first month postpartum, it's like you might be leaning more in the convenience foods or you might do something like HelloFresh or have people drop off deliveries. And that's okay. It's really like, getting in nutrition in general is going to be the most important step. So maybe it's even asking your spouse to hold the baby for 10 minutes so you can go eat something at the table by yourself. And just really having open communication can be helpful. But those are some go-to snacks that work really well for moms. You know, the thing too is preparation. So it's like before you bring this baby home stock up like Mm -hmm. RX bars. I just would buy the Costco packs and have them on hand because I know they're not going to go bad for a long time. And I just know that I'm going to need some really easy snacks during this season. I also lived off of peanut butter energy balls. Just make a bunch of them, make them every Sunday, whatever it takes to make Mm -hmm. sure that you're set up for success when you might be home alone with the baby and maybe even more kids. Like, make sure you have these really easy things on hand. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Here's what I want to talk about next. And I find this to be such an interesting question. We talked about it a little bit before we get started, but what foods can people eat to increase their milk supply? Like, Are there good studies behind certain foods and ingredients? And then I also want you to touch on if there's any good supplements out there. And we are specifically talking about increasing milk supply because I don't want women to buy things that don't work. Yeah, I know. And we can spend money on things that either don't work or could potentially impact our supply in a negative way or even cause adverse side effects. So first and foremost, the most important things moms can do to increase their milk supply is to increase the amount of times that they pump and nurse. Another thing is making sure that you're eating enough, which we talked about, and preventing 
dehydration. It's a myth that if your milk supply is low, you just have to drink all this excess water. You don't need to be like overhydrated. We just don't want you to be dehydrated. So that's kind of from a nutrition standpoint, the most important things. Now, fenugreek is probably the most common supplement that I hear use. It's called a galactagogue. So if you ever hear any supplements that are used to increase milk supply, they're technically called that. But some moms, when they've used fenugreek and supplements like that, it can actually decrease your supply. And then for others, it's increased supply. So I personally wouldn't recommend using galactagogues and other supplements. There's some that are actually the FDA has not regulated. And there's some that women have like tried to go outside of the US to get their hands on them. And they have really adverse side effects that are not safe for mom or baby. And even some of the mother's milk tea products, they actually have ingredients that aren't even safe for breastfeeding. And so in general, I would say focus on staying hydrated, focus on meeting your calorie needs and honoring your hunger. And there are some foods that can be helpful. So some foods that I would recommend for any mom who's breastfeeding to start including more regularly into her diet would be eggs, especially if you can do eggs every single day, cheese, oats, spinach, dates, garlic, and ginger. So those are some foods that some women have said like they've noticed an increase with supply. There's not a lot of black and white data on it, unfortunately, but we know that eating those foods will not harm your supply and it will not hurt you or the baby. And so those are really safe things for you to try. And then nursing moms should also still be on a good quality prenatal vitamin as long as they're breastfeeding. I do also recommend that moms take some omega-3s and vitamin D they could potentially need some other supplements like iron. It really depends on your lab values. So I'm mm-hmm. a huge fan of telling moms, get your labs done You know, in the first month postpartum, and then go get your labs done when you're about 11 months postpartum. Because something moms don't know is like you can actually be deficient in iron for the first year postpartum. And so some of these deficiencies don't actually show up in your labs right away. And so you know, there are some definitely like some vitamins and mineral supplements that you you should be taking or you might need. But again, it depends on what your specific lab value show. It's so hard because I don't know if you ever experienced... I had oversupply too, but then when I would go back to work, it's like six or eight months postpartum. I'd often hit a period where I couldn't keep up with the baby and it Mm -hmm. really does get so stressful. Yes, like Your goal is to breastfeed you really want to produce enough milk. Like I understand why women try different things because you really feel desperate Mm -hmm. to be able to try to make enough milk. But what I'm getting from your answer is it's supply and demand would be the number one. Mm -hmm. And then really look at making sure that you are eating enough Mm -hmm. and being hydrated enough And you don't recommend even taking these supplements to try to increase your supply. Mm -hmm. Yep. And then I would still recommend the prenatal. And then again, there might be some vitamin supplements that we need to take. Prenatals. Okay. I'm always interested in the dietitian's recommendations about prenatals and like other things. After my third baby, I was so deficient in Mm -hmm. so many lab values taken by my doctor. And I feel like I have a balanced diet. Like 
I just was so surprised. So that is something I want to call the people's attention is like, this journey can really deplete us. Mm-hmm. It really can. And I think so many women are surprised. Even I've worked with moms who are like about a year postpartum and they just keep talking about how fatigued they are or even symptoms of you know postpartum depression. And I'm like, hey, go get your iron checked, go get your vitamin D checked. And they come back and they say, I had no idea. I was so deficient. And then they start supplements and it is night and day difference with their energy levels. And even it can't necessarily reverse postpartum depression, but studies show that women who are very depleted in certain vitamins and minerals, their symptoms of postpartum depression are a lot worse. So it's really wild to like realize that again, a lot of doctors aren't even checking for this. And it it stinks that we have to advocate so heavily for ourselves, but I wish more moms knew that, you know, what could actually happen. Brooke, you're blowing my mind right now because you're literally telling my story. And I know my story is not unique. Like Mm -hmm. I had no idea, but my lab values came back. I was low iron, very low vitamin D, low B vitamin. It was like everything was really low. And I was feeling so exhausted that it was impacting my mood. So if you guys are feeling anything like that, like Brooke and I would totally recommend going and getting some lab values drawn and advocating for that because it did really change my life when I started feeling like myself again. Oh yeah. It's night and day difference. Like people don't really understand it until you've lived it, honestly. Yeah. I was like tired to my bone marrow. I swear. Mm -hmm. I was just not myself. And when we're speaking to this expecting an empowered community specifically, a lot of women that are listening do love to be active. So when it comes time that they are able to work out postpartum and maybe they're using their Expecting an Empowered app or another exercise that they love, can you talk about if exercise impacts milk supply? Because that's a question that we get a lot and that women are very concerned about. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm also very active. I love helping moms add in exercise and encouraging them. And moms, especially if they were active before they got pregnant and during their pregnancy, typically exercising while breastfeeding won't impact supply. On the rare chance that they were very sedentary before baby and during their pregnancy, and then they decide that they're going to all of a sudden join CrossFit and run, you know, do a triathlon and do something really intense, they may notice a dip in their supply. So really, it's about starting slow with working out again and really listening to your body. So again, it might be a rare occasion, but usually if there is a dip in supply with increased activity or exercise, it's actually more likely due to the mom not eating enough to support breastfeeding and exercise. It could also be that the mom is not hydrated well enough to do both. So if you're active in breastfeeding, it's just really important to know that your calorie needs are actually even higher than a mom who is sedentary and not nursing. So If she's meeting her hydration needs and her nutrition needs and her calorie needs, and she's not doing anything super intense, you know, that's very, very different than her pre pregnancy life, then it shouldn't really impact her supply at all. But it's been pretty rare, but 98% of people don't see any impact with supply. 
And now a quick break to talk about the sponsor of this podcast, Expecting and Empowered. Have you ever wondered, is this workout safe to do after having a baby? What should I do to recover in postpartum? If you have, you're not alone. And the good news is we've got a program for you. Whether you've had a cesarean or a vaginal birth, our app is designed to meet you exactly where you are and help you to restore your pelvic floor core and rebuild strength after having a baby. One of our app users said, I worked out religiously prior to pregnancy and felt so lost postpartum until I found these ladies. The workouts are just the right length to be able to fit it into a busy day. C-section recovery recovery is no joke and they've built the guide from experience and expertise. You can sign up for the app now for 25% off with the promo code podcast 25. This brings the yearly subscription down to just $10 a month. And this includes every app program, including strength training, yoga, core, and running. Visit app.expectingandempowered.com to sign up today. And we'll see you guys in the app. Yeah. You do mention though, it's like, okay, if I'm breastfeeding and then if I'm working out, like those are two energy demanding things and you have to fuel your body in Mm -hmm. order for those things to not impact your supply. So there's a correlation there, but if you are eating enough, which is probably going to look like more than you used to eat. like Oh yes. A lot more, a lot more. It's surprising how much you need. Yeah. And like I said, I was really hungry. So I could tell my body was like, I need this food. I need this support. Mm -hmm. It kind of brings us to our next question. And we really did want to spend some time diving into this one with you. But as we know, as women, there is this societal pressure to lose baby weight. I think that it might be getting a little bit better, but I still know that women struggle with this. Mm -hmm. Crystal and I, you know, my sister, my co-founder, we're really in the business of helping women to heal and to feel well. So our company, like we never use before and afters on our Instagram page because we want women to feel like they were worthy every single step of the way. And it's really not a before and an after situation. So I would love for you to dive into this topic how you talk to the moms that you guys help over there when it comes to not being so focused on weight loss. Yeah. And this topic, truthfully, could be an entire episode on its own. But moms feel this immense pressure from society to lose the baby weight, to bounce back, to get their body back. Not only do they have that pressure from others, but they actually a lot of times have a lot of pressure from themselves because they're still stuck in the comparison of looking at their pre-baby body and comparing that to their post-baby body. And moms in general likely haven't experienced such a drastic change in their bodies and their weight in a short period of time like this before. You know, it's pretty rare that we would have gained X amount of weight in nine months before. And it's normal to feel like your body is foreign after baby. It's normal to feel uncomfortable and even to possibly grieve the transition that you've gone through. And it's also okay to be grateful for how your body was so strong, but also feeling a little bit of discomfort. And that's where a lot of moms are you know, kind of feeling stuck in. Like, I'm so grateful my body could do this, but I also feel really uncomfortable where I'm at. And 
body image is a journey. It can be really difficult during the postpartum period because not only are we hormonal and we're tired and our needs are not really being met a lot of the times. So this is a really difficult time to be dealing with body image, especially because a lot of people try to target us because they think that we're easy prey for like weight loss supplements. You know, a lot of people are paying to target postpartum moms as well. And some things that you can start doing is to have awareness around where your body image triggers are coming from and start working through them. And this can be with a therapist. It can be with a dietitian trained in this. I actually worked this year under Brie Campos. She's a therapist trained in body grief, body image, eating disorders. And it was so helpful to just learn that it's okay to just sit with moms and say, yeah, this sucks right now. It sucks that your clothes don't fit. And really focusing on how can we support our health? How can we support our bodies? And how can we start shifting the way that we talk about our bodies and view our bodies? And it is a myth too. I want to preface this, that breastfeeding is just going to naturally cause everybody to lose their weight. <laughs> so this was something that I you know, thought for many years, if you just breastfeed, don't worry, you'll lose the weight. It'll come right off. And there's no right or wrong way for your body to be in the postpartum period. So yeah, there's a lot to unpack there (laughs) with body image. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But you know why I loved your answer is because I found it to be like very realistic. Mm -hmm. I have talked to several professionals on the Herself podcast. And one thing that they say is, on Instagram, there's this real like body love movement. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that is great. But what they say is like for the vast majority of women, they have to first stop at body neutrality mm-hmm. and just being like, my body is a body. Mm-hmm. My stomach is a stomach. Everyone has a stomach. Everyone's stomachs are different sizes. Like there's just like this road in between, like absolutely loving your postpartum body and maybe where you are right now. And mm-hmm. like that journey, I don't know, it just cannot be always rushed or it go as fast as we wish that it could for everyone. Mm-hmm. And there's like several steps along the way. I know for me too, a mom of three. It was really hard not to compare my last, my previous postpartum Mm -hmm. journey. So like after Max, yeah, my weight came off faster, more steady than it did the second or the third time. Mm -hmm. And I really had to get comfortable with like each postpartum journey is going to be different, even if you are the same person, (laughs) like even if it's the same mom, the journey, the timeline can look different. Exactly. And you hit the nail on the head. I think a lot of us get stuck in comparing even like our one breastfeeding journey from our next pregnancy and our weight gain, like, oh, I gained this amount during my first pregnancy. So the expectation is it's going to be the same. And so we almost have to let go of all of those expectations of what our pregnancy and postpartum period is going to look like. And just know that everyone is unique and our hormones are at very different places with each one too. And so letting go of those expectations and just acknowledging that some days it sucks. For a lot of people, they have to go through the grief process first before they can actually get to neutrality, which that's a place that a lot of us sit for a long time. That's a great point. Mm -hmm. It is hard because it's like you just want to like wrap your arms around women 
it just can take time. And mm-hmm. we are in a society that doesn't like to wait. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So it can be a really tough process if you're going through that right now. We hope that that part was speaking to you. I did want to mm-hmm. go back and touch on something that we had talked about already, but I remember when I was going through my postpartum depletion. I didn't really know that that could happen if I'm being really honest. And then when I started looking at my symptoms, I was like, okay, I think there's actually something going on with my body. Like, I don't think Mm -hmm. this is normal mom tired. You know how like Mm -hmm. on Instagram, we're just (laughs) memeing like that we're going to need coffee for the rest of our lives. And it's just like very normal to be continuously exhausted. Mm-hmm. I was like, my body is so exhausted. I don't think that this is normal. And that's yep. why I went to the doctor. But I wanted you to touch on like, what are possible symptoms that women might experience when they are headed into that like nutritional depletion mm-hmm. phase? Yeah. So some of the top ones, you already mentioned this fatigue and exhaustion that just doesn't go away regardless of what you're doing, that you know your energy needs are being met. You're getting some sleep. Hair loss is another one. Low milk supply, especially if you are pumping and nursing on demand. um, That's a sign. Decreased immunity. So if you're getting sick all the time and you can't fight a cold off, brain fog, and again, I get it. Like we have other Mom kids brain, running around. Yeah, like yeah. we normalized all this right. stuff. But brain fog is a big one where you feel like you can't ever focus. Low sex drive is a huge one as well. Again, getting on birth control after that could impact it. And then mood swings and then postpartum depression symptoms. If you feel like you have postpartum depression, I would... get your vitamin D, your iron checked, and for sure, make sure that you're on an omega-3 supplement because those are the top three that are going to cause those symptoms to be worse. But even things like your B vitamins and selenium and zinc, those could potentially help postpartum depression symptoms too. So those are the main symptoms for most moms to pay attention to. And if you have those symptoms, just go get your labs checked. And then at least if you have those answers, you can move forward from there. I could talk to you all day, Brooke, because I am so interested in nutrition. <laughs> like, as I'm sure you know, like it's just, it's such a big part of our lives. If you could kind of end with one thing that you really wish that all postpartum women knew when it comes to nutrition, what would you say? I think the biggest thing that I want women to know is that you're just, you're doing a good job. You know, you're already doing a good job and you're already worthy and it's okay to take care of yourself. It's not selfish to say that you need some time and you need some self care and you need to have a break and you need to sit down and eat something before you attend to your kids. I mean, It's just so important that our needs are being met because when our needs are being met as moms, everyone else in the household is being taken care of a lot better. (laughs) Right. Like that's the thing. It's like you have to fuel yourself, take care of yourself, be mentally healthy because that allows you to be the mom that you're striving so hard to be. Exactly. Yep. Okay. You shared so much incredible information. I'm sure people want to know where they can find more of you and how to fuel their bodies during this season of life. So please tell them where they could do that. Yeah. So of course you can listen to the Mama Well podcast, and then you can connect with me on Instagram at nutrition for mamas 
or the mama well. And if you're currently pregnant, postpartum or breastfeeding, definitely check out the Nourished After Baby course. This is a course that's designed for balanced nutrition in the postpartum period. And it really helps you improve your milk supply, mood, energy, and metabolism after baby. So it's very focused on that time period. Okay, you guys. And in the show notes, we will link her course along with our code. And if you guys enjoyed this podcast episode, please share it on Instagram, tag both of us so we can see it. Yay. I'm so excited. 